Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my friends, wherever you are in the world. Welcome, welcome to our session today about why you should get certified in 2023. We have a number of our friends who are joining us. We have our alumni. We have Vicky, who is one of my PMP students from 2022, who is now a PMP guru. Vicky, how are you? Let's on let's get you off mute, Vicky, so that the world can hear your voice. Um, I am glad to see sunshine again. That just brightens <laughs> my day, you know. And it's also the month that I got a uh, on the twenty third that I got certified. Wow, is it? Oh my goodness! Yes. Wow, well done. So for those who haven't heard Vicky's lessons learned, you can just search on YouTube. There's only one Vicky with PMP lessons learned on YouTube. And if you search, you'll find her lessons learned. And Vicky has celebrated seven decades of being on this planet and got certified. So yes. for those people who say, oh, I feel I'm too old. I'm pushing 50 and 60. What, what do you have to say to those people, Vicky? <laughs> nah, that's no excuse. <laughs> not the slightest excuse, is it? It's not an excuse. So we know that we have friends uh, who are on YouTube right now. Uh, they're watching. They may have questions. If you have questions or concerns about the PMP, we would love to hear from you. So go ahead and put a chat in right here. I'm just going to say hello so that you know where to put the chat. Okay, so welcome. So Vicky, we've had a lot of people who say PMP is not for me and they tap out and they crawl into a little shell, you know, but what, what exactly propelled you at 70 to get certified? I guess I'm a uh, career student, as they say, as you've heard so many times. And and if you've got Phil by your side, you can always continue learning because he's changing things up and out, you know, all the time. But one of the things that a lot of us don't realize is how many projects you do on a daily basis, wherever you work. And so a previous job, I, I did something with um, a we had radiology um, that we had to forget what teleradiology and we had several monitors and computers in a situation and all of a sudden they said we're going to move I said okay <laughs> well I became the owner of talking with the DSL lines and stuff uh -huh. like that yeah I put that together really, you know, really nice. And I got congratulated for that. It took us several months and it was a long-term project, but it was um, the day the doctors walked in and everything worked seamlessly. They didn't know a difference other than where their location was, okay? So I realized that I am project management, you know, so that's what I wanted to get certified for because I do it already. Yeah, very good point. And Vicky, today we're going to be talking to our friends on YouTube, uh, on Zoom here, and we're going to be answering some questions. So I want to encourage those of you getting ready for the exam. We have one of our friends who just got certified as a CAPM. So I want to give a shout out to Lawan. We're going to be putting up Lawan's lessons learned in the next few days. And we have our friend Shauna, who's also getting ready for the PMP with Lawan. So if you have any questions for, for Vicky, because Vicky's been there, done that. She killed it. She obliterated it. And Vicky was one of our first students who went through our book, the PMP exam immersion book. It's a very good book for those of you getting ready for the exam. So if you have any questions for Vicky, you know, having conquered the beast, 
you know, seven decades. You've got to give mad respect to Vicky. There are not a lot of people who would even be as hardworking to do that. You know, so, you know, total respect. You are the PMP guru because I've only had about three students come through at 70 who have actually taken the exam, being courageous enough. One was a VP, he's out in Germany now. And he said, Phil, my project managers have done all this stuff for years. I want to get certified so I know what they went through. And the other, you know. the other thing is, is don't forget that I am still working full time at the hospital and I have a two and a half hour commute. So, you know, and a house. <laughs> wow, absolutely. Absolutely. Vicky, you're a great example. I, I want to encourage our friends to send questions into Vicky and she will answer the questions uh, for you. And we're going to be talking about why you should get certified in 2023. This is going to go by very, very quick. So I want to encourage you to uh, take some notes, uh, pen and paper, um, don't worry, I've got you covered. For those of you who say, Phil, but you know, I, I can't write all of this down. I know, I know, which is why those of you who are watching live on YouTube, I'm going to be sending you a link so that you can download this presentation. Our friends here in Zoom, uh, let's put the link in the chat for you and our friends on YouTube. Uh, go ahead and download that because it may not be available once we get done with the presentation. Okay, so please download it. And this is going to answer a lot of questions for you, a lot of questions for your company, because I know a lot of companies are thinking, hey, I want to get my people certified, but um, why should I do it? Because it's cost prohibitive. We're going to talk about all that stuff. And it's actually not cost prohibitive compared to the benefits. So I call this unlock your potential with PMP certification, boost your career and advance project management skills. Just like you heard Vicky say, I do this stuff all day. I might as well make it official. You know, so anyway, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Phil. I'll be your friend, your host, your colleague, taking you through. I got PMP certified in 2005. It's going on 18 years now. Wow, where's the time gone? But since I got certified, I've helped thousands of people across the world ace this exam. I've got lots of certifications from the PMI. I am very passionate about the PMI, having spent a large chunk of my life as a PMP. And... All the other certifications that you see, some of them are Agile related, some of them are IT related. And um, if you haven't already started thinking about Agile, this PMP exam will make you think Agile. The exam is from the PMI, the Project Management Institute. They were founded in 1969, it's a nonprofit. There's over 600,000 members and credential holders in more than 200 countries. In fact, this should probably be updated because if you count the credential holders, we could very well be pushing 2 million. It's crazy, a lot of people. And the PMI, I like their mission. It's to advance the practice, science and professional project management. You know, talk about having a vision. This is their vision and this is their mission to get project management to the world. And boy, oh boy, have they done that. They've done a great job bringing various certifications, PMP, CAPM, PGMP, ACP. There's so many of them that aren't even here. They've got micro certifications now. So this is a great body of individuals to belong to. Globally recognized standards such as the PMBOK guide were published by the PMI. Now, someone says, Phil, what does that look like? Well, let me show you. So this is a, a rather beefy book. It's the sixth edition of the PMBOK guide. And there are many other standards the PMI have published. The PMI also have the Agile Practice Guide, a great guide 
for Agnostic Agile, and they've also published a seventh edition of the PMBOK guide, which is significantly different from the six. It's complementary to the six. So there's a lot of material out there from the Project Management Institute, and getting certified, it just makes it official that you are a project management professional, and all of this content I'm going through with you, it will then make a lot more sense, and you'll be able to teach others. Now, a statistic for you, did you know that 90% of global senior executives ranked project management as either critical or somewhat important? to their ability to deliver successful projects and remain competitive. Did you know that? 90%, which means the execs know. This is an important topic. Now, talking about the relevance of PMP, let's go back to 1984. If I zoom in here, you'll find that there were just 40 PMPs in 1984. But fast forward to 2023, there are over 1.3 million PMPs. There's really no excuse. Now, someone says, but am I eligible? The eligibility criteria is very straightforward. You have a degree. It doesn't have to be four-year. It could be the equivalent of a bachelor's degree, right? You need 36 months of experience, which is three years, right? And it must be within the past eight years. So anyone who is looking to do project management experience on their resume from the 80s, no, that won't work. It has to be within the past eight years. And then if you don't have a degree and you've got a high school diploma, then you need five years of experience. And then you need to add on 35 hours of training to that and you are eligible. But people say, okay, I'm eligible. What is the exam like? Oh, Vicky, you can chime in here. Do, do you remember your exam experience of 180 questions? Do you want to ask for the first attempt or second or third? <laughs> oh dear, that you're scaring people, Vicky. So no, let's, it's, it, that's, that's let's the talk thing. about <laughs> That, that makes you want to do it, you know, because don't be afraid to take it for a second and whatever you got to do, you got to be determined and you got to want to, okay? I train people all day long, whether it's music or training computers or whatever, and I say, you got to want to, mm. okay? And you can do it, you know, um, there's just so many things that you just don't know how many you'll open the doors on. So, yes. I think yeah. And I like your your candor, Vicky. And I'm joking when I say that because we've got people watching that are under insurmountable pressure. You've got the two-week club. I call them the two-week club people. The two-week club people, I got certified in two weeks. Whoop-de-doo. You know, and honestly, the people who are saying these, they haven't been in my position. I've been training this for 18 years. I've seen people that are brilliant. They are highway engineers. They are rocket scientists. And they find this exam to be insurmountable. But I talk them off the ledge and I say, look, let's do this together. Don't stall. Let's keep moving. And they get it done. And Vicky, you're an example of how you found on and you said, I've had some bad experiences with this exam. And we started working together. So do you want to tell your story? So those, those who are under the pressure by their peers, Phil, you're so dumb. I got certified in two weeks. What are you still doing two months later? <laughs> you want to talk to those people? Don't give up. Don't give up at the very beginning. In, in other words, I mean, um, be, because I, I, we had a change, you know, the school, uh, you know, I, I saw him refer to the 35 hours. You can do that in about four months, depending on where you're going to go. I think, you know, to where you want to get your training. So just don't think about those 35 hours. Uh, you know, you that's your boost. Uh, and then when you start getting ready, 
I highly advise you get under Phil's guidance because I, like so many others, tried different um, instructors to try to find someone that was somebody that I could understand or made sense of it, made it logical, made it practical. You know, I, I, would, I, I just wasn't getting anywhere. And so then when I found Phil, he was able to narrow down to what, what, how, how each person learns. And, and that's what, that's what drew me to him. I said, oh, I like what he's saying there. I like this and I like that. So you've got to find somebody and I can guarantee you, you know, that he'll stick with you and give you some of the personalized training that you need. Like I did, he boosted me so many times. I didn't give up. I wouldn't have given up. But you can you can do it, you know. Um, the 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 tests is, you know, they have changed it now. You've got three categories: uh, business, people, and process. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really allude to that if you're reading the book. And so, the book that he was just talking about can break it down so you understand that. So don't just go trying to read a heavy book you can't understand either. Absolutely, Vicki. Thanks for chiming in there. And uh, Vicki's right. You know, we work together as a team and there are many people in Praiseon who are also getting ready for the exam. And those folks, they come alongside and we form a coalition and we help each other. So if you're thinking of giving up, don't give up. We got a brilliant question in from Felipe. I'm going to take that question when we get to a very good spot. So for those who are thinking of the exam, it's 180 multiple choice questions, like Vicky said, broken into people, process, business, 230 minutes. The score is calculated based on 175 items because there are five that don't count. They're like pre-test questions. The PMI uses that to glean some data about whether to introduce them later on. And if they do, then people find those questions later on. The bottom line is the PMI is going to assess you based on people, process, business, so the exam is broken down into those categories that Vicky mentioned, right? People is all about human interactions. Process is all about processes, tools, techniques, and methods. And the business area is all about relating business back to projects, be it in the world of agile, be it in the world of predictive or hybrid. The exam is sliced in two, not literally. Like when you take the questions, you just see questions coming at you randomly. But if you're going to break the exam down into two big buckets, 50% is agile and hybrid, and 50% is predictive. So PMI's view of the world is this. You could be anywhere on a continuum. You could be predictive. You could be agile. You could be incremental. You could be iterative. There's subtleties to these four ways of managing projects. But the bottom line is you are on a continuum. And we prepare you for the test so that when you face the beast, you're not, you're not scared. You know what Agile is very well. You know the manifesto principles. You know the values. You know the practices. And when it comes to the PMBOK guide, yeah, we show you all of that stuff. So a question about the importance of PMP and standardizing project management. Well, number one, if you're in a firm where you have lots of people certified, you are fostering a common language and approach. It helps you to improve collaboration and it helps enhance project success rates and overall performance. For those of you that are just coming to the party on YouTube, I want you to download the slides so that you will be able to refer to them after we're done. Those slides are in the chat, so please download them. And as far as the statistics on project success to really make a case for the PMP, according to the PMI's Pulse of the Profession 2020 report, 
Organizations with high maturity in project management see 76% of their projects meet the original goals and business intent. These organizations also experience 65% fewer projects experiencing scope creep, 47% fewer projects with cost overruns, and 45% fewer projects with schedule overruns. Think about it. Even the Standish Group, who published the Chaos Report, they say projects with effective project management practices have a 71% success rate. So you can see it's almost apples to apples compared to the PMI's report as well. And compared to 16.2, think about that, 16.2% for projects with poor project management practices. My goodness, that is about a 55% differential between crummy organizations that don't care about process and those that do. So it's very important for you to look at the benefits of standardization, improved project outcomes, enhanced stakeholder satisfaction and trust, greater return on investment for the organization. There's some projects from government space, even private. If you don't have an experienced certified project manager working on that project, you ain't gonna win the deal. It's that simple. And the government is very big on things like that. And then you're developing project management professionals through collaboration, through shared learning. It's just a plus. So the PMP, as Vicky has already told you, is broken into people, process, business. We've got 180 questions. It validates your skills across these areas. Think about the growing demand for skilled project managers. 2.3 million new project-oriented roles are needed each year. 2.3 million. We only have 1.3 million PMP. So there's more than enough PM positions. The question is, who is going to get the top positions? Is it the person who says, well, I'm too lazy to get certified, I don't care. Or the person who has proven that I am a professional through and through, I am committed to the profession. You know, like Vicky said, you might as well. You, you've been managing projects already, why don't you just make it official? So skilled project managers are in demand and the PMP certification is designed by project professionals, just like you and me. There's a lot of value in it. Now, getting into Felipe's question, the CIO magazine ranks PMP as the top project management certification. What? The top? The absolute top. Trust me, I've traveled the world training this stuff, and I've been able to compare different certifications. I've got over 12 certifications, and they're not all from the PMI. And when I compare the PMIs, it is very transparent and simple. It's as simple as ABC. It's like this. You initiate a project, you plan, you execute, you monitor and control the project, and you close. Now, at a high level, initiating is all about authorization. Planning is detailed planning. Now, this is where the government and other entities love the PMI because their attention to detail in planning is incomparable. I don't know any other framework for project management that goes this deep. There are 24 items in planning in the sixth edition. Think about that. So this is a great certification. You know, going back to Felipe's question, once you know the enormity of planning, how is your project going to fail except you refuse to apply what you have learned? There's, it's almost foolproof. If you're true to the profession and you take what you've learned and you explore and tailor it, there is no reason why you should fail because you'll be able to show management all the dimensions of scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communications, risk, procurement, and stakeholder. You'll be able to show them 
all the different dimensions and what needs to be done to succeed. When it comes to executing, you're gonna be all over it. There are 10 in executing, there are 12 in monitoring and controlling, and there's one process in closing. So there are 49 things that by the time you're done as a PMP, you will be sensitized to these things. In addition to the process groups, we have buckets called knowledge areas. And these knowledge area segmentations, again, sensitizes you to the importance of project management because it covers everything. I, I have to be honest with you, when, when I go to interviews, like just regular job interviews, I actually feel like, Phil, this is cheating because I have an unfair advantage. Why? Because I'm able to see the entire map from every angle initiating, planning, executing, monitoring, and controlling, closing, and all the knowledge areas. So as they're giving me questions, I'm compartmentalizing the question into what process group, what knowledge area. I'm going through the files in my head and looking for any examples that fall in there. And honestly, there are very few interviews I've been to that I'm ever stumped because of this framework. So there's value. Vicky, am I, am I just making this up? Or isn't this stuff that we learn for PMP? Uh, uh you know and and like you're saying if you're in an interview or whatever meeting you're in i can see phil right now biting at the bits to just say hey let me tell you something about this about this about this you know and and i do that and i, I have to put my bridle on my <laughs> honestly right vicky because it gives you so much content yeah. there's so many dimensions like when i go into companies to train and they say phil i'm stuck and this i'm like oh i see your problem it's quality assurance. you got a quality control issue as well. And through this brilliant framework that the PMI has put together, it becomes so easy. These are some of the advantages. But Felipe, if you're still on, let me know if you're still on, but I want to give you a real world example. So when I started studying for the, the PMP exam, I wanted to move companies. And I went for an interview. And I did exactly what Vicky and I just said. And I just spat bars of PMP stuff. I got the job, 25% increase in salary. Now, after I got certified as a PMP, my salary went up 300%. I was at the snap of a finger, able to command more attention and more money. It got to the point that someone who was like, I need a job, I need a job, was now just chilling in the backseat, cruising and saying, you know what? I need a vacation. I'm on vacation back to London for six months. And I wasn't about to run out of dough because the PMP pays. It pays. And if you're thinking of, of taking this test, don't shirk, Felipe. Go for it because you're going to find a lot of benefits. And, and in terms of real world, like your life, day-to-day -day life, it's a game changer. More so the, the exam that Vicky took. Um, my exam didn't have Agile even though I've got Agile certifications now. But Vicky's exam had a, had a lot of Agile. And the Agile that you learn, it's a mindset, right, Vicky, that you can apply to anything in life. Yes, it is. And that's what shocked me when I first got the exam. It was not what you're saying you had, you know, and I, I had in the training that I took. And so when it changed at the beginning of that year, I was hit with agile. I didn't know agile. I didn't think, didn't know anything else other than what I'd been trained on. Yeah. So you need all of the agile, all of the hybrid and the predictive, everything. Absolutely. And when we talk about agile, PMI put out a survey recently 
and organizations increasingly have embraced Agile in their survey. They show that 71% of organizations reported using Agile, sometimes, often, or always. Oh my goodness, Agile. So yes, Agile is on the PMP exam. And Felipe, applying Agile to the real world is great because Agile is based on a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset of agility. It's a mindset of adaptability. It's a mindset to be obsessed with value for your customer, value for your organization, the ability to pivot when you need to, the ability to persevere when you need to. You know, Mike Tyson has a quote. He said, everyone has a plan until they're punched in the mouth. When you're punched in the mouth, what happens to your little plan? So while plans are good, you got to be able to pivot. And that's why there's a lot of agile in our training, right? The world has become more agile. Agile content is now mainstream. It's taught in PMP classes and agile concepts will be tested on the exam. Now, as I said, the other piece is the PMBOK guide. I already showed you the guide and PMI's different editions. You got the seventh edition, you got the sixth edition and the sixth edition is better for your predictive ideas. For those of you that can't find the sixth edition, you might want to look for another publication from PMI called Process Groups of Practice Guide, which has got the content in the sixth edition just in a different wrapper. So the PMBOK guide content is very helpful. But you know what? I want to encourage you to take action now because PMP train and certification is a huge step. Just like Vicky said, it's that step of let, let me make it official, right? So team members, people who are listening to me, I want you to play this for your company. I want you to download the slides. I want you to share it with them and go back to your firm and let them know that they're benefits. Now, the curriculum, if you're wondering, is broken down like this when we train it at Praise you, and it's broken down into agile. That's the first thing we get out of the way. So agile principles and values and frameworks and getting you into the practices. And then we go through PMBOK guide stuff, the five process groups that I showed you, the 10 knowledge areas, and we go into the world of hybrid project management. So as far as the content, Vicky's already broken it down for you. People process business, agile and hybrid, and then predictive. And this continuum of life cycles is big. It's the holy grail of PMI. Now, someone says, but Phil, how many books do I have to read? Well, there are several books. This is why you want to come for a course such as the one we train. Our course is projectmanagementmasterclass.com. The reason why we recommend it is it's like you're going into the woods, you're going into the hills, and the wild bears and the beasts are lurking, and you're not going with an animal handler that is that is packing heat, <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be in trouble. So the the reason why I say come to our training is we take this, we take this, we take these wild beasts and we control them. We put them into a controlled environment. My buddy Roy and I we're packing heat all the time as far as being able to take these beasts down, and we put it into our book PMP Exam Immersion, and we also have a class that it will be hard for me to narrate how this class is, as Vicky said, customized to different training needs. Some people are, are going to want to read a little bit more. Some people love video. Some people love audio. Some people need to see templates and tools. All of that, we make allowances, right, Vicky, in our classes for all that? Yes. Yes, and some of them paste things all over their walls. <laughs> and, and, it, and, it's, and it's funny because you, you learn the different types of learning processes, like you're saying. You know, that's what I was pointing out a while ago. Those are my books still right there. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. That I did narrow it down from the gigantic one. But, you know, you do what it takes. 
Mm. I, what, what, how are you going to get there? Yeah, it's all about a case by case basis. And, you know, when you get into the exam, you will also find a propensity to answer certain questions quicker. Like some people are really great at drag and drop. You know, Sean, I know you're getting ready for your exam. I'm, I hope you've done our matches and drag and drops and you're going to just kill that exam. You're going to do great. And then we have these hotspot questions. Sometimes people say, I didn't get any hotspots. Or they say, I didn't get any of those matrix questions. And that's okay. But we want to prepare you so that you are able to take on any kind of question. And you will. And for those of you who want to invite us for training in your firm, well, this is an example of how our training is. It's fun. You can see we're playing a board game here. This is from the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers out in Virginia. We're having fun playing a game to simulate PMP stuff. So we're very big about the mental exercise and constantly speaking the language of PMP over dinner, over lunch, or, or during a game. And someone says, but Phil, I'm, I'm concerned about the cost prohibition of the exam. It's not cost prohibitive. Let's, let's be honest. $555 for life is not a bad investment. It's an investment in yourself. If you take a look at a lot of these top players in the world of, of athleticism or in the world, just games like basketball, football, these folks spend millions of dollars on getting them to peak performance. And you should do the same. You're like a business athlete. So you should be spending money, investing yourself on the regular. You know, it's funny, Vicky, I, I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I don't want to go for training because I can't afford it. And, you know, but they just went on a, a vacation of five grand they couldn't take that 500 and pay for the exam. It's comical, isn't it? Yes. Oh, dear. Okay. So the PMP exam, Vicky kind of alluded to this. You got three chances to pass the exam in one year. Um, Vicky talks about this in her lessons learned of how she met Prazion. And on the third go around, she killed the beast and uh, she's now a PMP. But for the cost of retest, uh, Vicky, as a member, was paying $275. And that's why you don't want to go down the wrong track by, you know, some people look for the, the cost. Uh, they think it's cost effective, but it ends up not being cost effective because there are a lot of inexpensive solutions, but they're not for you. You know, like some people are great at just watching a bunch of videos on their own. But Vicky, I mean, let's be honest, like when you are in a class of like-minded people and you've got an instructor who cares, it's a game changer than just studying all on your own in a little corner and the information is just hitting you in the head. I remember when I was trying to study for my PMP, it was just hitting me in the head, hitting me in the head. I'll go to the library, I'll say, no, I'm, I'm going to study this stuff and I'll go there and spend like four to eight hours and I wouldn't get anywhere. So Vicky, do you want to talk about the, the, the power of having an instructor that can help you navigate these waters? I can. And you just took me back a few years because I think I, I, you, if you remember, I said that I went for an interview in, a, in the corporation that I work in and I wanted to get my foot in the IT door. Uh, but, you know, it was for a position like executive administrator for these for the IT department. Right. Hmm. And the guy caught wind of that. He says, you have so much background in projects. He said, can I tell you something? I brought you in just for that reason. And uh, he said, because I've got some advice for you. I'm thinking, well, this was a weird interview. <laughs> and he said, he said, because you are active, you are doing things and, and that's, that's your niche. Hmm. He said, well, let me give you some advice. He said, after you finish your degree. 
he said, and y'all got to remember, I've done this late in life, you know, so no, I didn't get a degree at 18 years old. Uh, but anyway, uh, so when he said, get your fin finish your degree, then I want you to go and look for project management, project management courses. But I want you to be PMP. I said, okay. He said, you're going to find one that's going to be offered for $600. And it'll have project management on your resume. Mm -hmm. Or you pay a lot more money and get the quality, get everything that you need. And then, because that way you're going to be more prepared to take a test of this magnitude. You know, you, you don't want to take something so simple thinking that you're going to take an eight to 10 continuum uh, class or continuum education and get it. It's not going to happen because you won't pass that test. You know, you've got to get the meat and bones. You got to do the whole thing. So you have more confidence in yourself um, because once you take it one time, it will scare you. You're not prepared. So I would rather see people prepare. And that's what I train as well. You know, get it, get it, get as much as you can. And you won't have that fear going into it either. Hmm. That's a great, great um, analogy, Vicky. And we got a question for you, Vicky, from Felipe. Felipe is asking, how did you overcome the moments when you didn't pass the exam on the first go round? Can you share with him some, you know, how did you keep going? How did you stay at it? Well, the, uh, it's nice to meet you, Felipe. Uh, the, the first thing that, you know, when I, when in my particular situation, um, they, they did talk about what the, the addition six, whatever, you know, didn't they feel that it was going to change? Yeah. And so I was in that that last year of it, and they said, get your test before that end of the year. Well, nobody would tell us why. You mm -hmm. know, no, they didn't know how to explain it. Even when I talked to some of the other um, places in, in, with the Institute, some of the guys on there, they couldn't even really tell me what I was looking for either. Mm. So you didn't know what you were going into if you didn't know what it was going to be when it changed. So I got my feet wet, okay, by going on that first exam. And that way you can get, you know, don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to put your toe in the water <laughs> and, you know, just, and then you don't, you don't want to get in because you've got to see where your niche is. What are you missing? What are you lacking? And that's what I did from the very get-go. It was, okay, I, I, it, it messed me up. It hurt my feelings. It broke my heart. Oh. And then all of a sudden I was hit with something that I didn't even plan on. So I felt it was an unfair, you know, thing that happened to me. But what I did, I said, I'm going to get this because they changed it on me is not my failure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so, but it gave me the opportunity to see what was, what the, what it was all about in taking the exam. And so I tried it, you know, then I, I tried did, you know, I said, this is must be about agile. And I don't, I don't even know about agile. So I started studying agile. And, and so I did that for a while, only to realize there was a little more I needed to learn. And once I did, it's like, okay, I'll tell you. And don't be, I'm not afraid to tell you, because my experience helps you. So when I went for that first test, and I realized I failed all three parts 
three parts of what I didn't even know they had three parts. Mm -hmm. Okay, I failed all three people process and business. Okay, what in the world? I then, and, and the thing is, they don't, you know, some tests, you will get a response back from an institute or an exam field that shows you what exactly, what questions, number by number that you missed. Yeah. We have a tendency <laughs> to want to get that. Mm -hmm. And then we want to memorize all of that, right? So we can go back in. That's why I got through a lot of things. So I tried that, you know, and it doesn't do that. It goes by category. It tells you what processes and, and business you're going to do. So I took it the second time and I felt good. I say, okay. And I did, I passed two out of three, y'all. But guess what that meant? I failed. Mm. I failed two out of three. And it wasn't the thought ones I thought I was going to fail in. <laughs> and, and at this time, I was determined. You know, like when somebody says, if you get that, and this that's what happened to me at the beginning of my courses, if you get that, you're going to have something higher than what we have. I said, got it. And that's <laughs> what kept me going, Phil Bay, is like, you know you can do it. Don't let other people get you down about it. And so I got a hold of Phil, I found him, and I said, we got to go. Let's, let's ride. And I passed. Don't Ooh. let it get you down. Thank you, Vicky. Felipe, I hope that encourages you. Brilliant question. Um, a lot of times people don't like talking about the exam failure, but it's something that we do need to talk about because I have to be honest, a lot of students who come into our program, they come out of frustration because they failed it two, three times. I had a student that had failed using so many different whistles and bells elsewhere, and this was his eighth try. He passed it on his eighth try with Praseum. I had another student who had been trying for 10 years. And, and I can totally relate to this because there's some exams, you're just looking at the syllabus and you can't make head nor tail. Another example is the ACP. You know, For the longest time, I looked at the ACP and couldn't make head or tail. So I understand how some people can be stuck and then you jump in and then you, you fail it. it. It happens. And that's why I'm, I'm on a mission to help those of uh, students who are out there on YouTube watching, who might have failed, who might be trying to take it on their third, fourth. So it, honestly, some folks are, it's sad, but it, it makes them so ashamed that they don't end up taking the exam. Isn't that sad, Vicky, that a lot of people end up not doing it? It is. And I saw so many uh, videos from from other institutes or other other things. And and to real really to say it, I got sick of hearing them say, oh, I did that the very first time I ever tried it, <laughs> you know, and, and I went in there and I just hit it. Oh, I didn't have a problem. I had 10 minutes. That will that's what will want to make you quit. Okay, but don't let it do that to you. Yeah, don't. You've got to know what you're capable of and how your learning process is. And Phil, Phil also had some other ideas, and we can talk about all that later. But other things that you don't realize your learning pattern yourself, and he can guide you on that. Okay, so yeah. and he can give you. Well, why don't you try this? Listen to it this way. Listen to it this way. This is why I teach music. <laughs> So Vicky and I are both brother and sister in music. So that's one of the things we share. And I guess that helps us be 
more efficient in our training. Vicky also trains Excel to to adults, <laughs> people yes. people who would have normally had no hope learning Excel. You coach them, right? Yes. People who are they, much older than you, Vicky, as well. Not only not only older, Phil, but they have much higher degrees than I do. Wow. And that's what I was <laughs> astounded by, you know, when I started doing what I was doing. At first, I started at the Department of Labor, you know, and, and met, met with the uh, director of the state and met with him and said, this is where people are lacking. OK, we need to find that gap meet. Mm -hmm. and, and so then when I got into the big corporate world, I found out all those people that got all those big fancy degrees didn't have what they thought they did when it came down to an Excel spreadsheet and the formulas and, and everything. And now I'm looking at them like, what do you mean you didn't get it on the first try? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it's, it's funny because we all have our strengths and we all have opportunities to develop and grow. Yeah. And uh, we just got a chat in from Stephanie, Vicky. Stephanie said, uh, thank you for sharing, Vicky. And I'm hoping that some folks who are scared of the exam are going to get inspired. Just listen to your story, Vicky. And I'm really appreciative. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, Stephanie said, can you provide uh, the link for your class? So thanks for the question, Stephanie. Let's jump straight to the projectmanagementmasterclass.com site. So when you get on here, you'll be able to sign up. We've got an exam uh, prep class coming up next week, not this week, next week. This week, we're just doing some socializing, and we've got folks who are on uh, that class uh, on this call as well, just chilling. So you, you get a really cool deal when you go on there and sign up now. The other cool thing that we are offering that we hadn't offered prior, but now we are, is that folks who come on the program after you get certified, because... Getting certified is just the first step, right? So after you get certified, it comes with one hour of coaching after PMP. And this is a $250 value, but you will be able to sit down with your buddy Phil and talk about your career and chart out the course to get to that next level. And this is what my students under the Project Leadership Institute experience on a weekly basis, but you're going to get a one hour coaching after PMP. So it's something to get fired up and motivated about because you'll be able to take your career many levels above. So if you want to sign up for the next class, please go ahead and do so. Projectmanagementmasterclass.com is where you need to go. But to round this up, because I know we still got questions about, okay, some some folks are still on the ledge. They need to be talked down to come come back, come come to PMP, come to PMP, don't be scared. Uh, so we, we got a little bit more that we need to talk about. So I want to show you a, a bit more about the benefits of going for this PMP. Going for PMP is going to put you a step above everyone else. Mm -hmm. It covers a comprehensive range of topics. It gives you a solid foundation. As you heard Vicky say, I'm in meetings and I just get so many ideas swirling around in my head, just coming to me because you become a master of the game of project management. You have the knowledge, you have the agile awareness. And I, I often joke with my PMPs who, you know, they say, oh, I'm scared of going for that job, Phil. I'm like, do you think PMI was delusional when they gave you PMP? They gave you PMP because you've proven it. So stop doubting yourself and, and go, go kill it. You know, and I've had so many people come back to me and say, Phil, I need to be pinched. I'm like, why? It's like, I'm, I'm managing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of project. Pinch me someone and tell me this isn't true. And honestly, if you're a project management professional, you've proven that you have the aptitude 
you've also proven that you have a positive mental attitude like Vicky to keep going. It's like going through the quicksand. Let me talk about myself as well. So from my exam experience, I spent six months. Now, some people are like, well, you can get it done in like two days, two weeks, one. We are all different. I'm not in a competition with you. You're not in a competition with me. We're working together for the greater good of man. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, you're, you're working with that mindset of a, a computer on every desk. I don't know what you what value you bring, but the likes of Jobs, Steve Jobs said, I want to make a ding in the universe. So what do you want to do? We're working together. We do it together, right? So don't be in competition with your fellow PMP student. We all get certified on a different cadence, mm -hmm. but it's about what you do with it, right? That's the big thing. What are you doing after you get certified? And I want to challenge those of us PMPs who are out there. What are you doing? Are you helping others? Are you like Vicky who showed up? I, I, I didn't tell Vicky 10 months in advance. Vicky just learned about this minutes before we had this yep. and she jumped on to add value. Isn't it, Vicky? And I want to thank you for that because not everyone is so quick to give. But I want you as a PMP to ask, what, what am I doing? Who am I mentoring? Who am I coaching? Who am I helping? Am I helping my organization? Like I was at Honeywell, minding my own business. And I, I started hearing cries, Phil, I've been hurt. My, my arm. I'm like, what's going on? Like, oh, the PMP killed me, decked me. I, I'm trying to climb out of the crab barrel of PMP. I'm like, you know what? I think I can help you. So I told my boss, I'm like, hey. I like to have these bi-weekly sessions where I help my colleagues. Some of them are just getting slaughtered by at the Battle of PMP. And my boss said, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Let me, let me talk to Mark about that. So he goes talk to his boss. And his boss said, yeah, come to think of it. We've had a lot of failures of late. Well, why don't we make some pizza available? Because where there's food, everyone shows up. So we had this big old gathering. And sure enough, a bunch of my colleagues showed up and I got over 50 of them certified over time. Wasn't my job. You've got to remember, I was just working in defense and space at Honeywell. My job was not to teach, but I wanted to give back. So my question to the PMPs out there is, are you giving back? Are you mentoring? Do you have someone under your wing? If you don't, you should, because you're going to grow in the process, just like I did. That's right. And that's what that's that's one of the things that people don't understand yes i got it at 70 years old last year and now i'm 71 so wow. i think you know what can i give back to the world at this age you know because so many corporations don't want to hire you for being that age and it's sad that it still goes on but it does folks i i i have known people so so you don't think that you can give back to the world mm. but the thing is I'm helping you. I'm helping Phil. And I try to get everybody else involved as well. And, and if I can be a, a, a testimony to anybody to say, this is why you need it, especially at your age, when you've got a good head start. <laughs> Thank you, Vicki. Honestly, I'm so blown away at your generosity. You've joined me on so many calls and always showing up and ready to help others see the light. I really appreciate it. Vicky, you know what we need to start? We need to start the over, I don't know, whether over 50, over 60s club, uh, people who think I'm too old. I didn't <laughs> study for the past 20 years. We, we need to help those people, Vicky. Maybe maybe we have an over 50 PMP club. How about that? <laughs> I don't know. You probably some find people. some of the younger ones joining up with the older <laughs> thinking that it's easier. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. 
Thank you, Vicky. For those of you who are thinking of joining us or you've got questions still or you want to invite us to your firm to train, to coach, to help, to mentor your people in project management, I, I don't want you to miss a beat. Go on down to the website, right? It's praiseion.com. You can learn a little bit more about Praiseion. We've trained everyone from the FBI and NASA, the U.S. Army, the Army Corps of Engineers, and so many more. You would be in great hands. You know, the, the U.S. Air Force actually said, Phil, come out to Mildenhall in the United Kingdom. You can train our men and women in uniform. And that's what I did. And I had people on active duty getting certified as PMPs. It is mind-blowing how many people see value from this. But it's also sad that a lot of people are the naysayers, always trying to cut down PMP. Well, PMI is just a gold mine for themselves, that is. <laughs> well, no, it, that's a wrong way of thinking, right? PMI is a nonprofit. Uh, don't be preaching about PMI because you don't really know a lot about the organization. I don't, don't talk salaries of executives to me. Let's talk about value I've seen in my life, value Vicky has seen, right? So I, I would advise anyone who is, you know, making PMI look bad to don't do that. It's it's not a good way to proceed, especially when there's been so much value that the PMI has given to the world, all right? So um, if you've got any questions about this exam, you want to know more, just send a message to support at praiseion.com. We'll get back to you and we'll begin your journey towards success. Are there any final questions before we shut it down for this evening? We're getting to about a one hour mark. So uh, Felipe, Stephanie, thank you very much for your questions. Um, Lawan, Shauna, thank you. Anyone got any questions we can answer here? It could be about anything PMP. Oh, Allison, welcome, Allison. So any questions, let, let us know if you got questions and we'll take them before we jump off the call. Vicky, is there anything that comes to mind that you feel people might have a question about? A lot of them ask the logistics of the test and the exams and uh, the exam rooms or oh, yeah. the studio, the, what am I saying? Yeah, the logistics areas. of the, yeah, the yeah, areas. I so you, you should leave some of their fears by talking about that. Let's do that, Vicki. Did you take yours at home on the final one or did you go to a test center? No, I um, I did take a test by, by at home when when COVID first hit because it was forced upon us at the college. Okay, mm -hmm. so at that point, I had no choice but to take it at home. And that was my good learning experience that I don't want to see anybody go through mm -hmm. because I was I took the first uh, four hour test that it it mimicked what would you do for PMI. So we were going to have three opportunities. So that first testing that I did for that course was four hours and it's same amount of questions. It was everything identical. And so when I did it, I, all of a sudden uh, I got to that point and I made a 56 and I said, well, well, shoot, that's at least six points above 50, you know, but anyway, that's halfway. <laughs> and so, so then I took it again the next morning, the next day at four hours after a refreshed brain. And so what happened, I got three hours in and all of a sudden the computer, the screen just went totally black. And it was not my computer failure. And, and I didn't know what to do. 
Um, you know, and the, here's where I've heard other people talk about, Phil, where they actually tried to reach a person, a technical mm -hmm. support yeah. on the days that they were taking their tests mm -hmm. and they had difficulties even getting to somebody. I forgot who that was a few months ago that said that. Yeah. And he never got a response, mm -hmm. you know, from that technical technical support. So, yeah. so it it it's it's a better idea, even you know, to go to the facility. You're familiar with it. At least you can blame it on somebody else. <laughs> you know? But anyway, you can you can go there, and you're confident if you had to, if it, you thought it was a computer, you could get up and go to another computer, or or you could see, you know, you would have documentation that it wasn't your fault that, you know, you might get it done again, because mm -hmm. the guy that it quit on him, he didn't even get a second opportunity. He did not get his money back from that test either. So, so there's other reasons why you don't want to take it at home, unless you're homebound and you can't help it. Okay. And I know that happens. Wow. Um, so, so there are other ways. And the best thing to do is call somebody like me or Phil and ask us, before you think about that. Great point, Vicky. Look, don't take your exam if if you can help it, please. Look for a test center. I have a, I have a, um, a YouTube short about this where I'm looking like a crazy person just saying, don't take it at home, don't take it out. And people are like, what's up with this guy? I took my exam at home. Look, you've not seen what I've seen as a trainer. I cannot count the amount of times people are so frustrated they're not able to get hold of tech support or tech support said, ah, we caught you. You moved out of frame. We're going to we're going to avoid your exam. That's it. And that they avoided the exam. It and is. think about how hard it is mentally to go through another three to four weeks preparing all over again. It's not worth it. It's not. So we have another, we have another question. Ah. How did you study for the areas you scored below target? Thank you for that one, Allison. So for those folks who um, are watching on YouTube, you're not seeing the chats over here. We have a chat going on and I just wanna show you what that question is that came in. And this question is, how did you study? So Vicky, this is a good one for us to talk about the exam breakdown. So for those who have not gone through uh, the process of um, assessing where they failed, I want you to go on down to a page I've got here very quick. I'll just show you and then I'll let Vicky talk about her experience. But if you go to this page, I'm gonna put the page in the chat. This is something that I tell people to do uh, as soon as they come out of the exam um, and they may have failed. I want you to click on that PMP exam success align download. When you click on that, it's gonna it's gonna download an Excel file. And that Excel file has got a breakdown of your exam detailed. And I'm talking about every task by domain. This is free. This is what Prazion has done to help those people who have failed. We don't want you to, to keep failing this exam. We want you to pass it. So if you go down to this Excel uh, download, you can see these are the different tasks in the people domain. If you were low, well, you'll have here shaded. If you were medium, you'll have here shaded. And if you were high, you'll have here shaded. We want you to take the exam report that the PMI gives you. We want you to come into this sheet and we want you to look detailed under the hood 
for every single task. We want you to do this task by task. We want you to find domain one, tasks one to 14, right? And then when you scroll over, you can see the specific places in the PMBOK 6 that you need to read or the specific pages in the Agile Guide. Or if you need a top up by getting our book, the Immersion book, you just click on that link. But right here, you have all in one place, your performance in the people domain, the process domain and the business domain. So instead of just flailing around like, you know, fish that's been tossed out of the water, you actually are more methodical in seeing, okay, I'm not very good in business. I'm not very good in process, you know, and, and you heard Vicky's narration of when she took the exam the first time, the results were different the second time, you know? So Vicky, do you want to talk about how you were able to close those gaps? Um. Well, basically, like what you were just showing on that on that grid, uh, because it was hard to determine what do you mean people, <laughs> and that was I thought my highest uh, um, skill, you know, was I work with people well, Phil, and I get down to where I know what they're coming from, like you do, you know, you figure it out, and so I thought I was pretty good at people, but that was the very first one that I failed, and so anyway, you've got to kind of once you go through that I think the the pattern of uh, the mapping that you did in the immersion book was one of the better things and instead of flailing around like a flounder you know in the ocean just get on that path and you can watch that process happen and it kind of goes like this however you want to say it Phil but you've got to see where things go Okay, before you put put it together, and once you see the process in a in to me it was color coding, uh, to me it was seeing how it worked together in a visual instead of in a chapter in a book. Mm. That didn't work for me, but I can color code things and I can do all that. And everybody says the same thing; they they go crazy about color coding. So so that's one of the biggest helps that you did. So, and then you, you know, you've got it broken down into the biz, business and the people. And so you got to see the process of, oh, now I understand it. You know, when I taught my granddaughter how to play guitar, when she said, Granny, will you teach me how to play guitar? I said, only if you want to learn. Mm -hmm. And so I showed her how to do the A chord. I showed her how to do the D chord. And I said, tomorrow morning, I'll show you how to do the E. Okay. <laughs> or the G, whichever one. So that's what you do. You got to get them used to that muscle memory, you mm. know, like you do in piano or guitar. Get used to the muscle memory of what you're working at. Brilliant, brilliant, Vicky. So, uh, Allison, does does that help? Yes, that helps tremendously. Nice, nice. Thank Can you, you for that screen, Phil. Yeah, let's go to that screen again. So, Allison, I'm not sure if you've ever seen this screen that I put up and the same for our viewers, uh, this one. So it's, it's in Excel and uh, it's color coded. You got to go in there, look at your previous result and you got to come in here, color code it. And, you know, as Vicky said, it will make more sense and it, will, it won't just be a nebulous people. It would be, oh, manage conflict. What do you know? I'm not, not that great in it or lead a team, you know, and you can go in there and close the gaps. Good deal. All right, we got another question from Philippe, a great question. And, and I really appreciate this question because a lot of people don't ask it. 
And the question is, any book you can recommend to keep growing after certification? So first and foremost, for those people who have gotten the PMP exam immersion book, this book is not just for PMP. This is actually PMP and beyond. And in the book, I break down a number of things I learned from my mentor. We call him America's leadership guru, John C. Maxwell. I break down leadership in this book. I break down everything with my buddy, Roy. And it's not from the perspective of just PMBOK or just Agile Guide. Roy brings a lot of real-world dialogue and experience because for every task, we break it down into predictive, we break it down into agile, and Roy has a number of stories that he talks about in this book. So this would be the first one for anyone who is thinking of growing beyond PMP. The cool thing is you can get Edge, Microsoft Edge, to read the book aloud to you. The other book that I recommend is from my mentor. Uh, his name is John C. Maxwell. We call him America's Leadership Guru. John has a book called A 360-Degree Leader. That was his first book I read and it changed my life. I stopped seeing myself as a non-leader. You know, a lot of people, they get PMP certified and they don't see themselves as a leader. You are a leader. You know, even if you're not a PMP, everyone is a leader. The question is, at what level are you leading? Are you leading from purely position? Because people that say, oh, I have a very low position. It's not that visible. You're still leading. Everyone starts from the position. Even the janitor has a position and is a leader. You can be a great janitor or a poor one. You could be a great PM or a poor one. And leadership, as John says, the true measure of leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. It's influence. So if you're able to get good at leadership, that is the next level. And because of this, I have a number of vehicles I put in place for people who are certified. And one of such vehicles is the Project Leadership Institute. If you go to the website, projectsleadershipinstitute.com, you'll be able to join a group of like-minded PMPs. Everyone there is a PMP graduate, you know. So we have PMP graduates on a weekly basis. They are learning and getting developed in leadership to get to that next level, which many of them are on the next level as leaders. Also, this weekend, for those of you who are in the world of Scrum and Agile, my buddy Roy and I, we are launching my book. We're having a Scrum Mastery session, and the book is titled... Scrum Mastery, Five Levels of Leadership for Agile Success. A lot of Scrum Masters, they don't really understand what to do on day one or the impediments that they're going to face. A lot of people, I want to be a Scrum Master, and they get certified. And they, <laughs> day one, the team is sending them scuttling all over the place. If that sounds like you, uh, you need to be in my session on Sunday. I'm going to put a link in the chat. It's uh, projectmanagementdoctor.com forward slash s mastery where s is for scrum uh if you want to grow as a scrum master join my buddy roy because we are going to be breaking down how to get to that level of leadership in scrum a lot of people don't realize being a scrum master is actually a leadership role it's not just getting into jira and opening tickets and creating burn charts you know that's a pedestrian way of thinking so there's so many opportunities for you to grow but i have a passion to help scrum masters and agilists and I've coached so many of them, and I hear the same impediments that they face. We're going to bring those to the surface, and we're going to help those young Scrum Masters, those who are green, or even those who have been there for years. A lot of Scrum Masters don't know how to deal with impediments, and they don't understand that they're actually leaders. All right, so that's another avenue for you to learn and grow uh, beyond PMP. All right, I think I got all the questions now. So the last thing I'd like to say is, be encouraged, be motivated, be inspired. Whatever you're working on, get to that next level. Vicky, last words for our friends. 
You wouldn't think about impediments being the closest people that you're nearest, <laughs> uh, but it can be family or it could be your work. It could be grocery store people. I don't care. You can't let those people bother you and take you down either. Don't listen to naysayers about what you cannot do. Uh, you know, because that's, to me, it was my, one of my intimidation factors for somebody to tell me that I can't. And um, so the other one was the people where I work when they said, if you get that, you're going to be higher than what we have. I said, yes, that was my motivation, y'all. So wow. don't let any kind of impediment stop you. Don't let the impediment stop you. Thank you, Vicky. All right. There's our contact information. We appreciate you. And we'll talk to you very soon. You take care and bye for now. Phil? Yeah.